remarkable resemblance to modern man, but uh, a whole lot rougher and, and more robust. Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Hey folks, welcome to another exciting episode of Unrefined Podcast. This is Lindsay Waters and I'm here with my co-host Brandon Spain. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? And man, we've got a really exciting show and a great guest today. Kind of a legend. I don't mind calling him a legend in his field. He uh, is. M.K. Davis. We've been wanting to kind of just dip our toe into the subject of Sasquatch, Bigfoot. And we're going to talk about some other things as well. But I couldn't think of a better person to have on the show. I've known him for about 20 years or more and friends with his sons crashed on his couch and on his triple-decker bunk bed before, and just, yeah, really excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, M.K. Davis. Well, thanks for having me on there, Lindsay and Brandon. I'd love to see a triple-decker uh, bunk bed. I've never seen one of them before. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, sons. Well, I guess we'll just go ahead and dive right in here. Um MK, I guess we could just start. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of backed into the Bigfoot business or Bigfoot world uh, kind of uh, unexpectedly. Uh, I, I was doing astrophotography, which was, you know, taking space photos with a telescope. And uh, at, in the early days of the Internet, uh, some frames from the Patterson film leaked out that were from the original master and and they were so much better than anything that they've ever shown on television or 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 had in the theaters for that matter and uh i saw it and i I recognized that they had been treated much the way that you would an astrophoto you know to make the contrast and everything boost and uh i got curious about it and I began to make an inquiry about where this came from, and and uh, I knew that you can't get a good photo from a from a, a bad film, and so there must be a really good version of this film somewhere, uh, and I just began to to start a search for it, and it uh, the search has lasted for uh, darn near thirty years now. <laughs> Wow. And uh wow. And, and I continue on, uh not just searching for frames, but uh a- after after a while you realize what you're looking at is uh it has the signature of authenticity on it. And mm-hmm. and uh you start so you start to ask other questions, you know, uh, exactly what am I looking at? And uh and so it, it began to evolve into into other things and so here I am, uh, you know, to this many years later, still asking questions. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. I've, like, like I said, I've known you 20 or more years, and for whatever reason, I had never thought to ask you or had never talked about it with your family. What got you into to this subject? So, yeah. I, I guess for our listeners, could you just go into the, the Patterson-Gimlin film a little bit? What is it? who made it where were they things like that yeah uh now the film was taken uh in northern california and it was taken along a a, a drainage called La bluff creek drainage uh it's in six rivers national forest uh that's gold country for uh, and i'm sure everybody's heard of the california gold rush well that's, oh, yeah that was right in the middle of it along the Klamath River was just downstream. Uh, it's famous for uh, a lot of things, but gold is one of them. It's got black sand, uh, shale sand, hmm. uh, it, and it it it's black when it's wet. It's probably a light blue 
when it's dried. Uh, it's it's not mm. not normal sand. It's you know shale is made of little platelets. It's it's very firm. It doesn't just cave away real easy. Uh, and 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 the, all of that has comes you know into uh, uh, importance when you start to uh, go into some of the details of you know like the depth of the tracks and things like that. Uh, but that that's where it was taken. And uh, there, there's still a lot of mystery surrounding the film. Uh, I've cleared up a good bit, but there's still some. And 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 the reason why is because of the 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 two men who took the film uh, didn't adequately explain it. And and because of that, uh, the film suffered greatly at first uh, because you know people are thinking uh, along the lines of the absurdities of having something like this on video or film and and when someone says something that it's provably untrue then they, the first thoughts are that it's a hoax and uh and so uh going down the roads and the rabbit holes that i've been in uh you know uh after a while you realize that the film has the uh, the power to just stand on its own. Uh, it really doesn't need explanation. Uh, once you get to the really good versions of it and you stabilize it uh, where you can, it's not all over the screen, uh, you, you can see the biomechanics. And it's the same biomechanics that we see every day in life, you know, with shoulder blades moving up and down under the skin, things like that. Uh, it, it's just not, it's not any way that the, the film itself is a hoax, but the storyline, the story that they give is, is patently untrue. Uh, and so yeah, it can be proved to be untrue. And, and it was, uh, essentially early on, uh, people asked the same questions that I did. Uh, but, but, uh, it, they were inadequately addressed and so it, it was kind of taken to be hokey uh, uh perhaps a hoax uh and it wasn't given enough serious thought uh because of that but uh, nowadays it's enjoyed a renaissance because of the ability to to take all, all of the flaws out of the film and you you can see that that the what's on it is is whatever it is is very much real. Hey, my unrefined friends. I just want to tell you guys that I am so thankful that you are my life. Some of our best fans uh, have been writing to us, and, and I, I just so encouraged about how lives are being transformed and people are getting something out of this podcast. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's why we're doing this, is to glorify Jesus and to just look at the world and have a, a more open view of the seen and the unseen and the supernatural in the world. So while we're doing that, we're going to handle all different kinds of topics. But see, what I'd like for you to be involved in or part of is our members-only group things that are coming in our members only group that are going to just blow your mind not to mention there's going to be episodes in there that you won't be able to hear just on the normal episode channel so make sure to visit our website at unrefinedpodcast.com and check out our members only community i just can't stress the fact that you know we're after building a community and there's there's so much out there you guys and there's so much coming i really believe we need to build these strong communities of christ followers to to be able to handle what might be coming in the in the future days we're sure that you'd be a good fit and we cannot wait i can't wait to see you there uh when I was younger, I remember this this video, and I remember thinking it was really kind of hokey. I thought it was somebody in a suit. You know, I was a kid. I, I you know I didn't know any different. And but as I've become more in the fringe circles, and and as I've watched you like work on the the video on your blog, I mean, to me, it's like irrefutable. I mean, I, I don't see how anybody could say it's a fraud. 
Well, there's a lot fewer people that say that now. Uh, you know, in, uh, as of the older generation uh, of scientists that were there around when that first came out, they began to pass away and uh, retire. The newer generation is more accepting, uh, especially in the in the light of of much better evidence, much better technology, and uh, and so uh, I'm, hopefully this thing will get in the books. Once it gets in the books, then uh, I think uh, science will follow its own its proper course. Yeah. Well, uh, MK, let me ask you this, just to kind of give us uh, some, like, I guess, a foundation here. In your opinion, what what are the Bigfoot? What do you, you know, what is your speculation or theory of what they are? Well, it's it's kind of a interesting question. Uh, it's the the that the Bigfoot around that area are more human like. Uh, and the, the the Hoopa Indians told me that they were hybrids; that they were they were as a result of the uh, the gold rush. They were like ten thousand Chinese in that area with their families, uh, living living out in the woods. And he says there were there were kidnappings and things things like that. Wow! Uh, so uh, they they tend to be uh, in that area more human-like uh and they're a little rougher looking when you get out of way into other areas uh but still they they still bear a, a, a remarkable resemblance to modern man but uh a whole lot rougher and and more robust hmm wow man that is interesting well i know i remember i used to talk with you about I don't know know if your thinking's changed on it or not. It sounds like it has, but you used to talk about the the native peoples in that area had these shamans that would kind of live off away, secluded, and would sometimes just kind of go feral. Am I remembering that correctly? And that at one time you wondered if that didn't relate to this? Yeah, uh, you know, they still talk about that to this day. Uh, uh skinwalkers are supposed to be something like that yeah you know where they 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 wear a skin and they just kind of take on the persona of a beast uh but yeah i don't think that's what you're seeing there on the patterson film no uh Mm -mm. uh, there's a gentleman in oklahoma by the name of uh todd gatewood and he he asked me if uh if i had any quality pictures that he could work with with this some of the the brand new technology called upscaling and i sent him that very same picture that i first saw and when he sent it back i i I was just stunned at how much improvement he it made uh and it became very clear you can look at it that you're not looking at the face of a of an ape Mm -hmm. Uh, you're very clear that you're looking at a human of some sort, but with, with certain primitive, uh, features. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm guessing that, that you, they'll probably find that it, it, when they do, when they are able to examine one, that, that it's, it's a, a human being, but probably not us. Uh, it, it, there it's not much way that we could live in that environment on on, on the, the land itself and be that big. Uh, you know, we would immediately lose weight and become uh, kind of uh, lean and uh, sometimes even gaunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to be that robust, there is another factor. There is uh, the the metabolism and the ability to process are different. Uh, so uh, that that's a that's a fair assumption, I think. Well, so MK, you have kind of your own Bluff Creek experience. Uh, 
where you looked over some footage you had taken there and saw something. Could, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this occurred back in uh, 2008. And when we went into Bluff Creek, we went there twice that year. We went there during the summer, and then we came back in October. And we were crossing the creek, and I looked down, and there was what appeared to be a fetus uh, floating in the creek oh, wow. with an umbilical cord on it, and it had two small appendages on it. And we picked it up and put it in a, a sample bag, and we made our way on across the creek and went up the mountain uh, to to what I would call a lair. Uh, it's about maybe 1,500 feet up the side of that mountain, uh, about 45-degree slope. And there's a waterfall coming down through that little lair. And in the lair was a deer carcass. And all around the deer carcass were Bigfoot tracks. And we, I, I was up there, uh, my two friends, uh, Don Monroe and Ken Eddings, they had foot troubles. And they sat down and were dressing their feet and taking care of their feet. And I went ahead and left and went down the hill by myself. And I got down to the bottom and I crossed the creek and I went back upstream on the other side along a little trail. And I came back out into the creek and I was just going to wait on them and, and film them as they came back you know, up the creek. And I filmed there up and down both ways. And then I, I saw them. I filmed them. I went in there and talked to them. And that was that. Well, I, when I got home, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he had lost his job. And he said he was trying to start a film and photo business, you know, with uh, selling the rights to publish. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, sir. And uh, I, I loaned him. I said, "Take this tape I took in Northern California. You're welcome to anything on it." Uh, and just trying to be helpful. Well, I didn't get it back for seven years. Wow. And I, I had to get it back with by getting a third party to intervene. Uh, and finally, I got it back, and and I put it in my my little camera and and ran it through my computer uh, this was the little mini miniature uh, uh uh tapes that are uncompressed i forgot what they call them um hd tapes or hdv tapes or something like that yeah but they uh it's real good quality and i was watching it and i saw something on it move uh and and i looked close and it was something white or brighter brighter colored and uh when i got to looking close it was someone sitting there mm -hmm. on the on at the edge of the creek and they had this cloth or, or leather or something that was pliable and they were wrapping something up in it so i stopped and uh, i captured steel frames and brightened them up and I could see that it was, it wasn't wearing clothes. It was one uniform color, mm. all the way, and it had a. It it apparently had something that it was wrapping up. And this was, this was right upstream from where we had found that fetus. Mm. Uh, so I, I, my mind goes back to it all the time because. You know, that, that seven years had gone by, and in seven years, you struggle a little bit with the details. Mm. And uh, and I watched it over and over, and I did the best I could to, to bring it out because it was in deep shadow. Uh, and and on the on the video, it it's there was a rock clack 
two rocks banging together like you would take them in your fists and bang them. And and when that happened, this this person or whoever it was suddenly backed into the brush and disappeared into the brush. Mm-hmm. And I walked right by it. Wow. I probably was within 10 or 15 feet of it. Wow. Never saw it or had any idea it was anything there. Uh, I talked talked to my two friends, and we went we went back to the truck, and we ended up you know leaving. Uh, and I, I found this seven years later, which was anticlimactic to me. You know, I need I, I should have found it. I needed to find it. I need to come out of the woods with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it pretty clear that as much sign as we saw there that day, that, that, that it was one of them. Wow. And, and whatever it had, uh, it looked like, you know, there, there were fire firemen in there, you know, fighting the wildfires, mm-hmm. uh, that previous summer. Right. And so uh, I think it had something that they had left behind or either something that it had constructed. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's very common to make what they call a parfletch way back in the day mm-hmm. to carry your personal things in. And it's nothing but a f- piece of leather that you fold over and uh, tie it off, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just very simple. Yeah. And it kind of looked like it was something like that, you know? Uh, but, but nevertheless, uh, uh, I call it to this day, I call it the croucher mm. because it was just crouching there. Yeah. I uh, got real good musculature in the legs, the lower legs, uh, that you could see when you brightened uh, the video up. Uh, it was, you know, it was just a, a quite a bit of detail on it. I was really uh, surprised and amazed, uh, but I never saw it with my eyes and my and my brain as it was happening. Yeah. So I guess give us your a little bit of your emotional state when you realized that when you went back over the footage and realized there's something there. What 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 are you feeling when that that you're you were close to this? thing entity what what were you feeling well i had mixed emotions about it the thing about it is that the seven year drought there uh it it kind of leaves you you know it's it buffers things you know Mm -hmm. if i had found this thing immediately i would have i would have been ecstatic Mm -hmm. or or you know, but but it seemed to be more anticlimactic. It was almost like looking at someone else's video, you know, because I, I had shot so much other video in that previous seven years, you know that, you know, I it's like, uh, well, I just wished I wished I had not loaned it to the the my friend who's I guess he's not my friend anymore. <laughs> we don't talk. Uh, I don't know why he kept it like that. Well, did uh, did he find it that on the video? Did he see it? Not or? that I, not, no, not that I'm aware of. That's, he never has said anything. That's mm. good. I, I'm glad he didn't, because you probably would have never gotten it back then. <laughs> you know, no, probably not. Oh. Yeah. So, could you tell what the gender? I, I hesitate to even use that word nowadays. But could you tell what the sex of the um, entity was? Was it male or female? Well, I, I assume that it's male. Okay. I didn't see anything that that would indicate a female. Uh, it it was uh, it was in the business of, uh, of I guess w- you know walking that stream. Uh, that the the Bluff Creek goes down to the Klamath River, and there's a salmon run twice a year in the Klamath River, and this they were in the middle of the fall salmon run. And they, uh, uh, it's about, it was probably 25 miles downstream before you hit the Klamath. 
So uh, I, I'm just assuming that perhaps it was uh, uh, a, a male going down there after salmon, you know. Uh, yeah. But there again, that what was the fetus? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do you still have that? I mean, obviously. The- no, I, uh, I think it went bad on us and got to smelling so bad, Don threw it away. <laughs> and we all have regrets about that, too. Uh, I got it on film. Uh, and I got it on video, I mean, and uh, still photos, but uh, it it was it quickly deteriorated. So did it yeah. look human? Did it look more like an animal? It, it was something in it, in the membrane. You know, you could you could see that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of semi transparent. Uh, it, it had like a skin over it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it uh, it whatever it was in, it was darker underneath there. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it was the right time of the year for bears. Uh, so you know, it my that that's that's something that has haunted me. Mm-hmm. That that one trip was so full of happenings. Uh, and you know. Yeah, I, I you talking about being a researcher, but yeah, the fact of the matter is that you're researching something that virtually nothing is known about. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to be good at it. You know, uh, if if, if you, I I think that I have developed a kind of a body of knowledge, but a lot of it's been th- through the the hard way like like this trip mm-hmm. uh because it uh you know uh, the failures your failures your failure to act the failure to preserve the failure to, uh, all of that uh comes back and haunts you later and you you it's permanently on your mind and so it it goes as it serves as a fail safe for any future endeavors you know, to keep you from making the same mistakes. But never, nevertheless, uh, I, th- I think if there's any one thing about the Bigfoot community is that there's not enough cooperation. Mm. You know, uh, that, that, that people should, uh, if they got along better, they, they might would uh, share a little more and, and learn a little bit about uh, what not to do it's the what it's what not to do is that get you yeah well let me um ask you i want to pull on some of this 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 uh knowledge that you have i have a few questions if you're all right with that uh the first one is um have you heard the and i don't know if it's a myth or if it's just a you know what i call shade tree theology kind of thing or or shade tree whatever that that bigfoot only get filmed when they want to get filmed that they have some kind of sixth sense that they know when they're being filmed like you can't catch them on game cameras and all that or do you think that that they're just like any of us they could they could be walked upon and surprised and and all that what do you think about that mk uh it doesn't happen very often uh as far as just stumbling upon one yeah uh, I I think that they can, they have certain sensitivities. Uh, I've seen on video uh, from East Texas, where where one avoided infrared light, they kept a camera constantly on this uh, box of food on a picnic table, and it came up and it avoided the light. Wow! Uh, and and it it most certainly had to have seen it to avoid it. Uh, so I, I take that as uh, at least, at least uh, you know, they have a wider range of vision or night vision than we do, than the modern man does. Hmm. Uh, and so it, it, that, that, that kind of thing explains a good bit too also, yeah. but it, it 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 I don't know that they're 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 super equipped 
uh, or even hyper-equipped, you know, with the uh, spiritual protections. But but p- people have postulated that, you know, down through the years, I guess in an effort to explain the, the difficulty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, it, it, people search for a reason. Uh, it's some of it is just plain rarity, uh, and and other you know we might find out at some point in time, you know, uh, and what we learn might surprise us. Mm. Uh, there there's been people who've seen them in broad daylight. I can tell you about a, a nurse who went camping in uh, in uh, Del Norte County in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And she had to use the restroom, and she went away from the camp, and she was kind of in this little flat with a lot of ferns and stuff. And she uh, pulled her pants down to go, and she looked across the little clearing, and here comes a Bigfoot. Uh, And it's walking straight toward her, just uh, unbroken strides. And she stands up, pulls her pants up, and it walks right by her within 15 feet of her. Wow. And, and she says it, it never turned its head, but it cut its eyes at her. Wow. And she said it was pretty rough looking. It was a female. It looked old. Uh, it had a festering wound on its shoulder. And she says, but it had the, the just really gorgeous eyes. The eyes were just beautiful. They had long flat eyelashes. Wow. Which is uh, one of the things that uh, Todd Gatewood discovered on the Patterson subject is that it has very long eyelashes. That's how good the resolution is on that frame wow. yeah, inc- at this point in time. That's incredible to see eyelashes, definitely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what about the what about their smell? Do they is that a is that a myth or is that true? Do they they they, they smell or is it depend on what part of the country or what? Well, I, I think that the smell thing uh, is it it remains unproven. Okay. Because there's plenty of cases where Bigfoot has been close and the smell was not a factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, right then where you're 15 feet from and it, it don't stink. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, they say some people say they're like apes. They can, they got a gland, you know, that they can put on you. Hmm. But uh, I, that that's that is yet to be proven. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I know with the Patterson film, it certainly certainly does not uh, smack of ape at all. Uh, that if if that's if that's the standard, they need to drop the ape thing because. It, it, that's no eight. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I guess that's a good segue into something I wanted to ask you. In the South, you hear reports of, of what has been called the skunk ape. And I believe there's even a video of one up around Tunica that's gotten some attention. I remember seeing it on the, what was this show called? Paranormal Caught on Camera, where a guy up around Tunica filmed something just kind of leaned against the tree it looked like to me it are skunk apes kind of a the southern version of sasquatch to your knowledge or are they something different or, or what do you make of them uh i i tend to think not uh i don't think that they are sasquatch uh that the, the reports that they give uh they they tend to to go toward something more like a uh, an animal or a monster, they call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the uh, the for instance, the Honey Island monster down in South Louisiana. Uh, they first saw it; it was on all fours. Oh wow! And, and when they went, when they walked up to where it was, they saw where it had climbed down out of a tree and left claw marks. Mm. Uh, so. Uh, you know, you, if if you if you take that to be true, then it's not a, it's it doesn't jibe with the descriptions uh, that they they have for Sasquatch in the in the Pacific Northwest yeah. or, or other areas. 
I think people tend to lump things together and I think we need to remember that there could be lots of different things going on here that aren't necessarily related. Well, a swamp a swamp is kind of a a breeding ground for the unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and it's, it's a lot of them are just about impenetrable, and that that area down there and is as a, a kind of a, a an Amazon type setting. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a it's like a temperate version of the Amazon. Mm. Uh, it, it anything could be in there certainly, and uh, at, at first uh, it seemed. Uh, the weird looking feet, the weird looking tracks that it left, uh, people dismissed it at first. Uh, but late in 2015, I found my own tracks that looked like that. Mm. And it's, it, you know, I knew that I wasn't being snookered because I had taken my wife to New Orleans and dropped her off at the hospital to stay, stay with a friend. And I just spontaneously went, by Honey Island, hmm. and uh, no one knew I was coming, and it wasn't on a trail, you know, and anyone would be leaving something, you know, for someone to find. Uh, it was a genuine track, I'm convinced of that, and it was very, very similar to what Harlan Ford had found back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it, it's 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 there, uh, what it is. Is yet to be determined. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Louisiana I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to meet up with it by myself, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I mean, there, there's no telling. I was just about to say, there's no in Louisiana swamps. There's probably animals in there that hadn't even been categorized. I mean, I'm not even talking about Sasquatch or skunk apes. Just, just bugs and and gator. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, it's such a, a, a interesting. Uh, ecosystem so there's no telling what's down there well it it it's, it interacts or interconnects with a lot of other places they all kind of run together yeah down there uh you got the bogochito swamps uh you got the red river you've got the washita you got the atchafalaya uh and then the pearl river uh it, it's a it's massive Mm-hmm. down there uh and so uh in in the day uh pirates used to hide in there and they buried their treasure they know that they did uh and other people used to i mean other things uh uh the the guy what's the guy on the free state of jones i forgot the man's name the he hid out in there for a long time nobody could find him it, it's it's just too too dense uh they they can't even cut the timber most of the time. The last timber cut out of there was eighteen uh, eighties. Uh, so, you know that's it's just you know whatever's there is just there. I I got an interesting uh, thermal video. Uh, it's been what well, was probably two thousand and eighteen or nineteen. Uh, in November, and it looks like it could be the 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 monster himself. Uh, but your thermal doesn't give you a lot of detail. It just tells you that the basic shape and this that is heat. Uh, but it it looks like the description of it, you know, as as the as the way it's described. Yeah. Well, uh, since this is kind of my wheelhouse, if Lindsay will give me a chance here, I, I want to switch gears right now, and this is what I really wanted to uh, ask you about. And and let me back, let me give you a little backstory of why I want to ask you about it. Is uh, we just uh, Lindsay and I and and my wife Sandy, we just watched a uh, a video series on uh, on the Giants by Skywatch TV that just got put out, uh, the Gilberts and. And I think Doug Van Dorn was on there, and there was there were some other people, but there was a whole section where they they talked about I guess it's you and Don that uh, found some Nephilim skulls at a place in the basement, 
and there's some oh yeah yeah video footage uh, i, I want to hear all about that please <laughs> uh they're they're no longer down there yeah. and they they uh that but, but about 40 years ago 40 plus years ago uh don was there and he the the lady was sweet on him she liked him a lot and <laughs> the lady that ran it and she let him go downstairs and she showed him the skulls and at that time there was another skull with them that was maybe double the size uh and wow. it had double double rows of teeth on the top side the bottom side had one row but they were overcrowded there was way more teeth than should have been in his mouth uh and the skull was stained with bat guano and it had been repaired on the back side with some plaster uh, okay uh, so you couldn't you couldn't tell if it was uh had had a suture in it from a like uh that that what is it called uh uh cradle boarding so you couldn't tell if it had been cradle boarded or not did it, you it it did not appear to have been cradle boarded yeah. to me. Yeah. But one thing I could tell about it was that its heritage came from uh, uh, the South Pacific. Wow. It it had it had ro a rocker jaw, which is uh, specific to uh, Polynesians. Well, uh, the 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 jaw actually curves up on the chin. And if you were to place it on the table, you could you could rock it like a rocking chair. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Well, and just the simple fact it had double rows of teeth. I mean, that's not you can't do that in real life. You know, it has to come like that. So that just blows me away. So how many skulls was it total that y'all saw down there? Uh, I, I, I saw. Uh, I'd have to look at the picture, but I think one, two, three. I think it was four complete and and one partial. Uh, and all of the ones I saw had been, uh, killed, traumatically killed. Uh, their mm. skulls had been caved in. Mm. Mm. Uh, I did not see the one he took pictures of back 40 plus years ago though, because, uh, the, it was long gone. It was long gone. Uh, the repatriation act when they passed it in the nineties, right. Uh, cause people to uh, either either turn them into the Indians, or or either hide them. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't believe that they would have given a skull that was not an Indian to an Indian to to bury. Uh, it doesn't seem to be the scientific way. Well, yeah, I remember the controversy about Kennewick man um, related yeah. to that. It'd be similar. Uh, this was definitely a Polynesian. Polynesians also had a peculiar sh skull shape, but uh, this this was not like a normal Polynesian. It was giant. Mm. Right, right. Uh, it was huge. Uh, you know, so uh, what it was doing in Nevada, uh, in a cave in Nevada, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, that blows me away. Well, uh, Well, let me ask you this. So it was a Polynesian giant, and they what's what what strikes me as bizarre, MK, is the fact that they thought that the Polynesian giants migrated from North America to Polynesia, and to find a Polynesian back in North America is interesting in the whole. Yeah, I, I know this. This is this is, uh, it's 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 a real rough science, and it's not totally scientific but just kind of the how how it goes that that they migrated to the polynesian islands from north america and that was just bizarre did they did did they show the giant handprint that don and i found i don't remember that yeah i don't remember that either i don't remember. tell us about we, it, please oh in in lovelock cave we went into lovelock cave uh i'm trying to think of what year it was uh, maybe 2014, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I can look at my videos that I took, but 
it we went in there and they had built a observation deck in there. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Yeah, and they they uh, they they kind of pulled some of the guano down from the walls and moved it to the center to level things. And when they did, they exposed this giant handprint on the wall made made from soot. Mm. You know that's that taffy tar like soot from fires and yes sir and meat. You know, yeah. <laughs> fat. Yeah, uh, it was like a tar. Uh, I said, "Dad, that's a handprint," and uh, it was. Eighteen inches tall. Wow! It it was just ridiculous. You can look at it on the video how big it is, and you could see down every finger. You could see where it had pulled that finger or that hand off of that wall, and left a little ridge of that sticky stuff. You know, mm-hmm. right down the middle of it. Well, here's the ten thousand dollar question: it, Did it have six fingers? Yeah, how many fingers? <laughs> it, it had. It had five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, four and a thumb. Yeah. Four and a thumb. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think every nephilim had six fingers. I, I think that's an anomaly too. Uh, you know, uh, kind of like um, how big Bigfoot's different. You know, so. But uh, I, was, I, I told Don. I said, Don. I said we we're going to have to publish this because somebody's going to come in here and find it behind us, and they'll publish it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and because uh, it's in a public cave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we stopped at McDonald's in one one of the town. Maybe it was Fallon, and we uh, I published it to my my little uh, blog site and notified a few people that I knew would be interested. And and I notified a friend in California, and I told him I says if you want to see this thing, you better get down here right now as quick as possible because somebody's the some mysterious person's gonna cause it to disappear which yeah, as soon as they find out it's here which leads into my next my next question all right do you buy the whole black black suited guys coming in getting the skulls and bones like from the smithsonian or from some unknown government agency or is that just a myth well, I didn't know uh, what they would be wearing when they came, but I felt certain <laughs> they would come. Uh, uh, it, it, enough to, uh, uh, he got on down there, thank goodness, and he brought a friend of his, and they hustled on down there. Don met him, and he showed him where it was, and uh, they recorded it on their own video, and uh, did some other things to verify it, and. Uh, and then uh, that November, it was gone. Mm. Uh, it, it, somebody had used high-pressure water uh, uh, that was high-pressure enough to cut the rock. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, and that leads me to believe military there because yeah. that's what they used, that's what they used to, uh, to clean those, uh, those aircraft engines, jet engines. Mm. Mm. You know, it'll it'll cut almost anything off there, uh, and that that would mean that they would have to pull a big truck up with pumps that were mm-hmm. they're on the back of a flatbed, mm-hmm. and they run they run a hose up there to the cave. Uh, it it would be an operation that they would have to make sure nobody came upon. You know, uh, so uh, th- later on, you know, l- later on when we did come back. Uh, and it was gone. Uh, the algae had begun to to grow on the rock, at, and rock had been there for eons, you know, back away from the light and moisture. So there was no algae on it until they wet it. Hmm. And uh, I knew then that it was somebody somebody that had some pull with the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which makes me makes me think it's more than just the Smithsonian. I mean, I know it's a government entity, but yeah, you're talking yeah, you're talking military there. Yeah. Yep. Well, wow. 
Well, that, that's that's their prerogative. If they want to destroy history, that's fine. I mean, it's not. I can't stop the military, but uh, it. Uh, I, I scratch my head and, and wonder why. Yeah, why? But, that's what I was going to ask you. Why? What, what's your theory, MK? Why, why do you think they do that? I, I really don't know the answer to that. that. That's a that's a good question. Well, I, I know that the, the area around the Great Basin. It's got like 80 basins all tied to each other. Right. Uh, part of it goes on down to Area 51. Uh, when they bought, when they bought the land for Area 51, they sent a people on horseback to find any obscure people that might be living in those mountains and warn them that it had been purchased by the government and they were going to be doing uh, perhaps atomic testing. You know, they needed to get out. They said that they ran into, and I quote, not 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 an uh, old miner, but an ancient, uh, they call him an ancient, uh, I forgot the other term, but uh, it, it, it had, it was a real odd way of, of saying that this was not normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they said he fought them with such ferocity that they decided to leave him there. Wow. Wow. Now that, that was way back up in the mountains, but in the same general locale as the, as the red haired giants and the Lovelock cave and, and all of that. Uh, so, uh, whatever reason, uh, I'm trying to think of that other word. Not they didn't call him a miner. Uh, they an ancient. So I'll, I'll find it. I've got it written down somewhere. Uh, but it 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 was a term that they purposely and carefully chose to describe what they found that it wasn't normal. It wasn't a person that you could communicate with. Uh, and, and, it, and it fought them. Who fights the government off? Yeah. You know, uh, why did, and they decided to leave him. Why, did, why would they leave a human being, you know, in there to be radiated? Uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it smacks of a, a kind of a, 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 a cover-up type thing. Well, just, I guess to backtrack a little bit to the, the red-haired giant, the photo you, uh, Don's photo that you analyzed, it, I watched a video on it earlier. I think it was one of yours. Did you see what you thought might be still red red hair clinging to that skull? Did I hear that correctly? Uh, it, it it might have been. Uh, the pictures are available. That, but you got to remember, he took those pictures with a disposable camera. Oh wow, man! Uh, you have not disappointed, uh, in case. that well, that that is uh, uh, you'll find that term uh, in Annie Jacobson's book on Area Fifty One. Uh, where they described that battle they had with that ancient person. <laughs> was, was it a Native American? I mean, an Indian? Oh, no, no, no. They said it was something from long ago. Wow. Ancient. Anunnaki. Yeah. They decided to leave him there. They couldn't. They couldn't do battle with him too well. Yeah. Well, they made short order of the 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 giant in Kandahar, supposedly, if you believe that story. So, if 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 they couldn't handle a little uh, a non giant type being, he must have been pretty power packed, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm gonna check that out. Well. Uh... Man, I, I guess we could go ahead and start landing the plane here. I don't know. I guess where do you see kind of the Bigfoot quest, the Bigfoot question going? I guess in the next ten years or so, 
MK. I, I think they're pouring a lot of effort into DNA. Mm-hmm. But I don't see DNA actually actually accomplishing the task. Uh, that there, there's a lot of reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, the, big, the bar for proving the existence of a Bigfoot is very high. Mm. Uh, and, and it's sort of like the film when it came out, a lot of people found fault with the film for this reason or that reason. Mm -hmm. Some of it was for no reason, but it's, it's the same almost with the DNA, you know, uh, if they, if it, if the, if the DNA conclusion is that it's a human, they'll say, well, it had human contamination. Mm. Yeah, I guess they workarounds for everything. It's too expensive to repeat over and over again. Yeah, right. And and the people have come in with their evidence that it took them a a whole career to find. And and then they say, well, go find us some more. This is contaminated. And and you've come to find out it probably isn't. That it's probably uh, exactly what Todd Gatewood shows on his on his image mm-hmm. uh it's it's a human of some sort it's got humanity in it yeah and, and uh so you know but uh it i i don't know sometimes i think people are actually don't want it you know even even the bigfooters themselves yeah they but, may they may perhaps enjoy the mystery too much wow well imagine this i mean it's like it requires more evidence for Bigfoot than it does for evolution. And I'm going to play my card there. I mean, that that's just crazy to me. <laughs> these these physicists and stuff can come up with these theories about how Big Bang or whatever. I mean, and it takes very little evidence for it to be scientific fact taught in schools. However, Bigfoot requires such a, you know insurmountable amount of evidence to, to be proven. Yeah. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. And every when when you most of the people like myself, I I think that it needs to be in in a book. You know, yeah. If there's sufficient there's sufficient evidence to put it in a book. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but but uh, I I think that some people see it more like a vehicle. Hmm. You know that it's uh it it can take take them somewhere. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying now. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so they they really enjoy the ride, and they they don't they don't want the ride to end. Mm. And I don't know that it would even end, but uh, they need to think it through a little more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh man, MK, that that was a that was a fun conversation, man. But thanks for kind of taking us on your journey there. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for having. Yeah, me. from yeah. Benton to Bluff Creek. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, we appreciate that. It's such an honor to have you on our show. Seriously, I mean, you just don't know. I guess I'm geeking out because you know you're on our show. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm more than happy to come, and if you want me to come back at some other time, I'll be happy to come back. Yeah, hey, for we, sure. We might, we might take you up on that now. <laughs> Thanks for listening and supporting us, and remember, stay naturally supernatural.